The Late Night Legends podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Content may not be suitable for sensitive listeners. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Late Night Legends. Tonight, we have a very exciting girls' night. We kicked all the shitheads out. And by shitheads, I mean Nick and Frank. And (laughs) (laughs) Um, unfortunately, Tressa couldn't make it tonight. We don't think she might be able to join us later, but she's had a lot on her plate this week with some new podcast episodes of her own coming out on her podcast. Asylum Um, pod. Yes, Asylum Pod. It'll be in all the links and things, as always, so you can find her. And uh, other than that, we got we got the crew so far. So we got Mick, Kara, Jenny, Quasi, and our special guest, Jill, who I will introduce after some beautiful announcements from Kara. Upcoming episodes. October 10th, next week, we are going to have a follow-up episode, but first for me, uh, demonologist and New York Times best-selling author M.R. Gorga, so that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. October seventeenth, we are going to have some guests from Hayride of Horror. Um, their names are Donovan and Sam. They are haunters, so talking about you know scaring people and building a haunt, like a haunted house, and what all goes into it. On October twenty-fourth, we have Paranormal Stories with Storm Frog. And guest, Stormfrog, if you're listening and can clarify who your guest is, we would love it. <laughs> and October 31st, we have our Halloween special. And that night, we will be in costume. And Panda will discuss Day of the Dead and so much more. And then going all the way out to November, November 7th, we have Chris Fleming to the show. So I'm super yes. excited. And that's a pretty, pretty fun list we have coming up. I look forward to it. And in addition to all of that amazingness, I'm going to plug a project I'm a part of because I'm an egomaniac like that. (laughs) I am part of an online Dungeons and Dragons show because I'm also a giant nerd. It is called Queer and D and uh, new episodes come out every other Tuesday on our YouTube channel. And it's really fun. We do crazy stuff. I play a spy who's also an assassin and has a lot of guilt so it's uh i call her the guilt monster it's really it's a fun time so if you would like to check it out please do you rolled some interesting things for your character huh 
I joined as a guest that they refused to let leave. So I didn't better. actually get to choose my character. I was assigned it. So I added the guilt monster thing myself, but the rest of it is uh, was predetermined. Oh, that's even better. That's so good. Yeah. So Excellent. Leah, who is our wonderful guest that we have here? So our wonderful guest, Jill. Jill Pepe Lemke is a personal friend of mine who randomly enough, I met through Snapchat. <laughs> Totally bizarre, totally not anything to do with what we're going to be talking about. But we met um, actually for the first time in person in Las Vegas for a big meetup of Snapchat influencers. And so she and I were there and we just had a great time and we all just got drunk and did dumb shit and, you know, partied in Vegas and gambled and whatever. Sounds like Vegas to me. It was Vegas. Exactly. It was Vegas. It was great. But it was mostly like it was so people could meet us. But really, in all honesty, all meetups are for influencers to just hang out with each other because <laughs> we, you know, do all this stuff and then we never get to see each other. So we did that and then realized that she lives fairly close because she's a Wisconsinite. Mm -hmm. And so I've met her a couple times in the city. And then after a little while, one day I was like talking to her and realized um, all about how she does all this shamanic practice and all these different things. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? I knew you were awesome. <laughs> I knew there was a reason why we clicked so much. So I have even done um, a chakra course with her and things of that nature, but she does so much more than that. So I have been wanting to have her on for a while and thought it would be cool to talk about kind of how you got into this and your journey throughout your, you know, shaman, shamanic journey, as well as your, cause you do Reiki um and so much more uh past life regression um she is a medium which i has also been very helpful for me in a few situations where i've called her for some advice on you know things that are going on in my life so i'm super pumped and hopefully you guys will enjoy awesome so you want me to talk about how i got started like how this how my life sort of evolved into this how it evolved great... into it and like what yeah. specifically it is all you do because Leah obviously knows but <laughs> I'm a clueless fool right now. <laughs> all right so um I am a clairvoyant in the most simplest term. So clairvoyants have what we call clear sight and there's lots of clairs like you know um claircognizant. Clairvoyants see so I can see I can see things outside of my mind i guess so to speak and i can see things sort of look veiled in front of me um it comes up in all kinds of helpful ways but um i had a big life shift when i was about 33 and my father died and um i went into a really dark period in my life of grief and anger and just really friggin mad about everything and um, it was about a year after his passing, I had a bunch of um, really interesting things, uh, I guess, spiritually come up. So I had a visitation. So loved ones can come and visit us in our dreams. And my dad came in on the anniversary of his passing, the one year anniversary of his passing and, and had a really specific message for me, which I thought was totally wacky. And, um, and then I had a really crazy past life dream which I actually have another podcast 
um, called Just Jill. So I talk about some of these experiences to help people kind of understand what might be happening to them and, and kind of grow from that. And I thought I must be going crazy. So I went to um, this woman I worked with. It's like, hey, I went to this person and they did this healing work on me. And I'm like, I have no idea what that means. What do they do? Like, well, they lay their hands on you. I thought this stuff is shit and weird. And they lay their hands on you and then you just feel better. I'm like, I will do anything to just not want to punch people in the face all the time. So send me to this lady. So I went to this lady and, um, she was working on me and the whole, she had this like drumming music on and I just felt like I was shaking out of my body and it turned the drumming music off because I, I want to just punch things more. <laughs> it's just really, I, grief does crazy things to people and for me it just makes me really super angry. And, um, and then we got done and she was talking to me and she said, um, I wanted to focus on your healing, but I had this guy here next to me the whole time and she didn't know me from Adam and I was like, sure he did. And she's like, yeah. And he kept telling me about this farmhouse and all these pine trees. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like one of those people, like, oh, it's the most horrible client. And then she said, well, he said his name was Dennis. Does that mean anything to you? And I lost it. This is my dad's name. And I just went totally cuckoo nuts. And I was like, how did you know that? Did you like find something? And I couldn't stop crying. And I was crying, crying, crying. And then it was probably a couple days after. And I started to realize that something had happened to me through the course of that. And, and now like looking back, that was, you know, 12, 13 years ago, looking back at that, I'm like, I think it was just sort of a, I had to believe. And that was kind of the last piece. Cause I had had things happen my entire life. I used to see things when I was really little. Um, I had lots of what I call kind of catalyst events where I should have shifted into, into the ability sooner or the just full awareness of the energy around me sooner. And I didn't. And then with my dad's passing, it was just kind of like, it just ripped the bandaid. And then I couldn't, I literally couldn't go anywhere without hearing or seeing or feeling other people's stuff. So whether it was the person themselves or loved ones that had passed away that were around them and it was really loud and really distracting and I felt like an absolute crazy person. And it wasn't like it is now where I can tune into YouTube and I can watch someone reading, doing readings live or, or there weren't like tons of people in my area that were doing, you know, psychic development or someone I could call me like, Hey, what does it mean when I hear voices? Like there wasn't anyone to help me with that. And I live. You didn't. You didn't want to end up in a nut house. <laughs> no, I literally. I thought I was crazy. And then every time spirits would kind of come talk to me, my third eye would start to vibrate. I got an MRI. I thought I had something wrong. And they're like, "What exactly is going on?" I'm like, "I'm getting this vibration right here." And they're like, hmm, did you hit your head? I'm like, a really long time ago I did. Well, that's something. <laughs> no, it's just dead people were talking to me. Um, yeah. Which is sounds way less crazy than. <laughs> right? Then I'm having this vibration in my forehead. 
yeah, my third eye was going like wah, wah, wah every time I had someone come into my vicinity. It's crazy. So that's kind of how it launched. And then that lot, you know, that launched me into a bunch of other things. But um, for the first two years, it was, I had, I met a, a really great friend. She was new, she was kind of a new person in my life. And for some reason, I just said, hey, I have this really crazy proposition. I know you don't know me, but I think I'm talking to dead people. And I really love it if you would just like hold space for me to read you. Do you have any people that have died? <laughs> and she was like, I'm game. And some, even to today, some of the most amazing readings I ever did were with her. Just learning to kind of navigate how how spirits come into your energy and and how to sort of decipher what they're saying and how they're making you feel and you know the, how those messages translate from energy to you know me being able to speak it or feel it or see it or those kind of things pretty wild so do you feel like you mentioned earlier that there weren't those resources like there are now, right? So do you feel like you ended up being self-taught because of being able to work with that friend? Um, I feel like, I feel like spirit will teach you regard, like no one can really teach you how to do this. I, I think, I think you either kind of have a little bit of shine to you or something happens and you kind of lean into it and then it, it opens up. Um, cause they'll, they, they will bombard you. Spirits will bombard you until you kind of accept and say, okay, I, I hear you. Like how I'll try to listen more. And then, and then it's sort of them teaching you and we're all a little bit different in the way we communicate and read and interpret energy. There, there are things that overlap, like mediums we all might have a, a similar way we interpret something but we still all interpret it very differently so we're not all this we're just not all the same you can give sort of like um like people that teach mediumship will help give you sort of like skills training but it's i would say it's not like i can't just take someone off the street and teach them how to how to talk to the deceased <laughs> it's like a well it's it's personal like the way you read it and do it and it's like your own practice in its own like way so this is yeah. something person, i can I read imagine. a textbook and just be like i can do it now <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. not in my experience <laughs> no and i mean I'm, like leah's taken my chakra class so through that class people tend to they work through the energies of the body and they kind of take peel back layers uh and once you peel back a lot of the the layers of, of shit that we sort of allow to glom onto us to identify who we are we realize oh that's not really who i am that trauma that i had isn't really me this is me and um, i just operate through life with this trauma so once that's peeled back we sort of um it's sort of like clearing off a, a window that's been you know fogged up for a long time and once that's clear your receptors are kind of more open so a lot of students will go through that process and then they're like wow I really want to learn how to develop my intuition a little bit more like how do I do that and so we'll take them into the next steps so you can teach how to develop 
your intuition using various tools and trying to decipher energy and where you naturally go is, is sort of just, you know, is individual to each person. So you can kind of develop some of that. But I, I really do think that people that are meant to kind of talk to the deceased in a, in a way where they almost do it like profession, um, have some sort of a natural tendency to that anyway. That's, that's been my personal experience anyway. I mean, I know doing the, doing the class with you, the, the intuition thing is something that for sure you realize, I mean, even the way you described it at different points in class of, you know, when you have that weird prickle in the back of your neck, that's not always just, that's your, your body, which has so many more receptors Mm -hmm. than just your hearing and your, you know, it's energy. They can, your body feels the energy that's in the environment and knows, you know, that's your body saying, hey, maybe you should be aware of what's going on. It doesn't necessarily have to just be because of things that we're so normally attuned to thinking. Yeah. And so many things, that's such a good point. So many people think like if you're, if you're tapping into energy, you know, oh, you're talking to, you know, energies that are like in spirit form. So consciousness that's outside of your body and you can have really good, your body's so attuned. You, you, people can have really strong intuition to whatever's coming into their energy field. And that's really what, what we're talking about. We're talking about intuition, like what's coming in, you're walking down dark alley and all of a sudden the back of your neck starts to what's coming into your energy field. And that can just, that can even be someone staring across the way and projecting their energy into you and you feel it just like you can feel someone staring at you and you turn and then there's eyes like we've all experienced that because you can feel it. It's the energy of their intention penetrating your energetic field and you can feel it. And so that, that gut feeling, that intuitive sense, a lot of that is energy coming into your energy field and you're, you're, you're acknowledging it. You're like, there's something different here. I just have this sense or I have this feeling about something or yeah. It's not always like the beyond. The dead. <laughs> I have a question for you because I experience every once in a while, you know how dogs, <laughs> this is gonna, I, I act like a dog. <laughs> um, they like all suddenly will just like shake and like do their like like their entire body and like shake something off. I get that where like I get like this sensation down my spine and like my entire body I'm just like whoa. Yeah, the shutters I totally get those too. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Is that is that something spiritual? Or is that just like my nervous system is broken? Nervous <laughs> <laughs> system is broken. I think it could be. I mean, sometimes that happens. That will feel just like the um. I love the I love the affirmations in the little what a lot of people call spirit bumps or the goosebumps or the energy you might feel going up your arm or um, like up back of your neck and sometimes even in that like really big shimmy, um, her energy is so easily flow influenced by external energy whether that's conscious and conscious energy like an entity coming you know wants to come into your energy field or that could be your higher self i had a great conversation in my class earlier tonight about that um your higher self or your your you know your spiritual guidance team coming in to say hey there's something really big happening here so to decipher if that is or if it's just your nervous system you could take a look at what's happening in the moment like am i about to make a big decision do i have 
Um, am I about to walk into some place where I'm already nervous about it? Is this kind of creating a pause for me? Um, am I thinking about something and I just needed some kind of like affirmation or sign? So just take a look at what's happening. Pause for a moment. Where are your thoughts? Who's around you? What's the situation? What are you stepping into? And that could help answer that question a little bit. Cool. I have a question for you and it, it might be um, a little bit ridiculous, but so when you say like interpretation where, where people are talking or, you know, spirits are talking to you or I don't know why I just always figured it was words, you know, but do you get that or is it more like thoughts and pictures or just sort of a vibe that somebody that somebody gives you? Because in my head, I'm like, oh, like a, a spirit is just talking to someone like using actual English language, but it's that's, legit Patrick Swayze talking uh, to Whoopi Goldberg yeah. in your head. <laughs> exactly. But as I, as I say that, and as I hear people talk about it, that seems a little bit far-fetched. So, so what does it look like for you? It's, um, it, it really depends on the spirit that wants to communicate. It is 100% in their hands, so to speak. They have complete control over how they communicate to me. So the way I receive is is not the same as every other medium. So I guess I'll, I'll back up and say that first. I have, um, I would say my strongest, my strongest ability is my clairvoyance, which is that clear sight. So they show things to me like pictures. They'll make me see scenes like a movie. I'll see them. So sometimes they'll stand in front of me so I can see their physical appearance. Um, they also will say words to me. And it, it's interesting because spirits will use your, they'll use your current awareness. So there, sometimes I'll get a spirit that'll come in and they'll, they'll try to say a word to me and that word is in a different language. And I'm like, I don't know what that word means, but they really want me to say it. And so they'll repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it like a mantra. And so then I'll, you know, I'll say it to, to my client, you know, I have no idea what it means. They'll do that with names too. So if it's a word that's, that they don't have a picture for, like there really isn't a picture for John, unless they want to show me someone that I know that's a John. So they'll tend to say names really loudly. Um, like I just had a client on Saturday and I could, I did not understand this name. So this, the spirit gave me two parts to it. He said, the name is like Robbie, but he saw he's the one that found me so that the client knew who I was talking about. And she goes, Oh, you mean crabby? <laughs> like, is that what you call him? <laughs> okay, but this is the guy that found him when he died. And she said, yes, I know exactly who she's talking about. And he clarified in other ways. So they'll take words and pictures and also they'll kind of give you this just sense of knowing. And then they'll also make me feel things in my body. So if someone wants me to understand that they died of a heart attack, they'll have, I'll have strong chest pain or um, I had a gentleman who had really bad arthritis, but he was so sweet in spirit and he didn't want me to feel the pain in my bones. So he just kept showing me his hands. He kept doing this 
and saying, my, you know, my hands hurt or there's deformity in my hands from his severe arthritis. And so I was doing this to his sister and I said, he just keeps showing me this. And she just knew right away, yes, he did because his hands hurt. And I said, I know. And he's also showing me like larger knuckles or deformities. And then as soon as they sort of understand the message and it sinks, their vibration, the spirit's vibration gets so much stronger and then they get closer to me and then I sort of step out to the side. And so their words and their feelings and everything comes really fast like that. But to answer your question, it's it's a combination of everything. So the spirits are looking to make a connection, like get that acknowledgement. And, and when that is achieved, they get more potent or more powerful because they're like, oh, yes, you're hearing me. Yes, we we're like, we're on the same wavelength on this. Like, let me communicate more. Yeah, it's sort of like if you think about tuning a radio. So a lot like you can, you're trying to get the station in. And so you're turning the dial. And if you remember these, old, you know, old radios where you'd be turning the dial and trying to get the needle just right. It's kind of like that. So when, um, when a medium is talking to someone in spirit, they, they have to kind of set themselves aside. We have to kind of push ourselves to the side and allow that loved one to come into our energy. And when we, they'll start saying things or making us feel a certain way. And, and we'll ask like a medium will ask clarifying questions. So I'll say, okay, I, I could definitely feel like a male presence. Do you resonate with that? Yes or no. I tell my clients, don't tell me anything. I just want yes or no. Cause I want to be able to validate the message for you. So then the beginning, it's more like, I just want to make sure I'm feeling them and that I'm pushed aside enough. And I'm not, I'm not um, misinterpreting the signal that's coming in. And then as soon as the client validates, the signal gets stronger. And then I'm like, okay, I'm in. I got to stay right here, right where this dial. And then they go, then they start going rapid fire. Have you ever had clients come in and they just, you just couldn't find their loved one or the, the person that was, mm -mm. that's yeah. kind of rad. Unless they didn't have someone that died. Which yeah. Um, I've had, I've had people come in and they just want, they want, they think they want to talk to a medium because they don't understand what a medium is, even though they have no, no one died. So it hasn't happened in a long time, but I have had people and I'd be sitting and I'd be sitting and then I'd finally look over and I'm like, you don't have anyone that's died, do you? And they're like, no, uh, no. Is that what this is? Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Have you ever and, experienced? Do you ask them like, what did what did you think? It was. I do. I do. I'm like, do you want a psychic reading? Like, I can read you, but I can't read nobody. Like, if no nobody is showing up for you, it's because you don't really have, you know. And like, grandparents. So for like young people, grandparents can come in, but it's really this is healing work. And so they'll come in if healing's needed. Um, and I typically, I'm not going to try to reach just to prove something. So when they come in and they don't have anybody and like, you're not really meant, you don't want to, you don't want a mediumship reading. You want a psychic reading or tarot or some, something else. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I just want to know like what I'm going to do with my job or whatever it is. <laughs> but no, I, I, I don't think I've ever had an experience where, um, a loved one didn't come through. Uh, That's amazing. Ever. Now, 
Now, the, the, the people that they're hoping to talk to, are they always the ones that come through or say you lost a bunch of people? Do you really, is it just kind of whoever shows up shows up? Yeah, I, I can't control who shows up, but I would say, you know, it's nine times out of 10, yes. What can, what can make that go sideways is if I have like a mother who wants to come in and then she wants to, you know, she lost her husband or a child and then her best friend wants to come in as support and then her best friend's people come in oh, and you're like, yeah, I can't control that. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I could. And I, I really do try to like kind of filter and say, okay, you know, um, if you want to come in and do a group reading and you really just want to talk to one person, then you all need to have that person in common. Otherwise it can get, you know, I can go sideways because I can't really control. I can set an intention that that's, you know. Cool. Wow. That's we interesting. Have, uh, we have somebody on the chat. Um, some named Sarah Rose. Hello. How is everyone? Any messages from my uncle Jason who passed? Um, wondering if, if, you know, you're able to, you know, see anything with her. So I just thought I would ask. Oh, that's awesome. Rose, Sarah Rose and her uncle Jason. How quick is turnaround on the chat? It's pretty quick. It's pretty instantaneous, should. but we'll yeah, she. So when you talk about her, I immediately see a, a tattoo on an arm. So I'm just like getting shown a tattoo on an arm. So I don't know if he had tattoos. It does feel like a masculine arm. I don't know if he had tattoos or if there's someone that recently did a tattoo in his memory. I keep seeing a tattoo and his name was Jason. That's what she said. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So something specific about this, because it wouldn't it wouldn't be the first thing they would show me normally. Unless see if she here, replies. Unless someone here. Yeah, that's that too, but I yeah. uh, I have a question. Um, have you ever uh, had somebody come in and they had somebody come through who was just like a real douche nugget, just like the worst. <laughs> that is a very iconic way of explaining. I'm proud so of that nice. one, you guys. I'm proud of that it. Was nice. I like, I like it. Someone that came in that was a real douche nugget. Um, I, there, there's a couple different things that happen when people die. Um, and depending on how they die, what that process looks like. And so I know when I talk about this, sometimes I rattle people because they have belief systems. So a belief system aside, the way I see spirits and communicate with them, you have spirits that have passed away and reconciled, you know, done what some people call their kind of life review. They've reconciled with their passing and they're willing to sort of release from their human life and, and go into whatever that place is, heaven, the light, whatever that is. Once they go there, they have no animosity. They have only pure love. And so when they come in, they tend to say good things and encouraging things and they release any kind of bad feelings or, you know, um, and they often come in with a request of forgiveness for whatever they may have done in that life. So that's, that's 
you know, that's one really clean path. So we talked about that movie Ghost earlier, right? Whoopi Goldberg, Patrick Swayze. So Patrick Swayze didn't go into light. Remember that? He's kind of like in this earthbound space. And and um, I wouldn't say demons come up from the ground and take them down uh, when they've done bad things, but that sort of earthbound sense, the guy on the train is coming to mind when, when you ask the question about these like douche nuggets and how he teaches Patrick Swayze how to use his energy to move things. And Patrick Swayze is trying to learn how to kick the can and that kind of stuff. He would be considered a spirit that had an option to go to the light and decided not to. And so we see things, we see spirits like this all over and, and people call them hauntings. And sometimes those are spirits and sometimes those are other things, but, um, you know, a, a soul that decided I'm, I'm not ready to like go to that place can still be a douche canoe, you know, <laughs> and come in and, and be, you know, kind of smarmy and say shitty things. But it's a, it's a great indicator for me. Cause I can, I can tell immediately like, Oh, okay. You're, you're still hanging around. You haven't really let go of any ego or frustrations or those kinds of things. So it's a, it's a quick indicator if they still have grudges and axes to grind. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Um, Sarah Rose on the chat said he has tattoos and she's thinking of getting one in his memory, but she's not like, I asked a follow-up question and she didn't answer. Oh, okay. So is it something I would say, is it something that she's like recently contemplating? Cause if it was, then that would be the reason he would bring it in to say, Oh, I have, I have, you know, this, or, or I, I see that you're thinking about this. Cause that's what our loved ones want to do. They want to acknowledge something that's happening to validate, I, I see you. I'm still here and I see you. I feel thought. like it takes a, a certain level of, of like bravery to like go to a medium like you and see what your what your deceased Love. relatives have to say. Cause like I, I'd be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure my grandpa would have a couple of words or two. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's interesting and they're they're all you know they're all really different i don't get to retain the messages very long so like the the example that i just gave i did that reading on saturday so by wednesday i won't i won't remember what i said or who came in and i i remember um yeah i remember pieces of really impactful ones because they've impacted me emotionally like holy shit i can't believe like i actually saw that like, is that real i even question it sometimes like oh my god i can't believe that that i actually how would i know that like I, it, it shocks me because some of the things they say are amazing and you're and the impact it has in healing for the loved one who's still living and trying to reconcile their grief and thinking they're never going to hear from their loved one again, or they're never going to see them. And then they come through and they give such huge evidence that they see them and they hear them and they know what they're planning and they know the things they're doing. It, it's, it's for me, it's extremely humbling, but it's also connected me to something greater than myself. Like there's, there's more, there's more. It doesn't just like, you don't just go away. 
it continues in some way, which I didn't have before my father died. I just thought, oh, we don't go anywhere. I'm just, you know. Oof. Yeah. Um, so because we talk a lot about paranormal things here mm-hmm. and try and do some of that stuff, um, one of the things that we want to start doing is going to some haunted, you know, spoopy places and checking them out. Have you ever done some of that where they say, oh, this is a haunted area? Have you gone, or do you try to kind of stay away from that because you're already so tuned in? Um, I would say in the beginning I stayed away because it was too much. It was way too much. But then um, I would say about three years into my practice, it was all I was doing. So I was getting, a, I was doing a lot of house calls. I had a lot of people calling me and saying, Hey, I got some stuff going on in my house. Can you come check it out? And, and in that work, um, you know, they, it's called clearing work, but Cause that's not specific to a person, but to the place, correct? Yes and no. So psychopomp work is when you, when you help a, a soul transition to the light for lack of a word. And um, they're no longer, you know, in this kind of earthly bound state, they transition. So, you know, well, when we go into, and there's so many layers of that. So sometimes you'll have things happening in a house and you might see a figure, but you see the figure repeat like, they walk up and down the stairs. They don't ever go anywhere else. There's no other disturbance in the house. It's just this walking up and down the stairs. There isn't actually a haunting there. It's just a, it's sort of like an energetic impression. Something mm-hmm. definitely happened in that space. And so the clearing of that is different than a spirit who is inhabiting a space and yeah. wants you either out or something else. Um, I did get called to a space one time and I was like, there's no freaking way it was it was awesome but it was also like holy shit it was one of those moments where like i really see this shit like i am making this up (laughs) (laughs) and it was a space here in green bay and you you'll be able to find the video on this so you can see it but they had called me they didn't know me they they got my name from somebody who knew somebody whatever you know that's how this works and um they asked me into their store And they said, you know, we've just had things being moved around and, you know, it's, we don't, we just want it gone. And so I was like, okay. And I I actually asked two other mediums to come in with me um, for some practice. And I walked into the store and you can immediately feel this strong male presence because he did not want, he did not want me there at all normal they're you know they're they're in their space and they want to be left alone um and there was someone else too but i couldn't i couldn't see them and i couldn't tell if it was a child or if it was a young woman they were small um and he was just very angry and aggressive so um i did some things in the space and then i um, I told the owners like, look, I need, I need some, I need that space to sit for about a week and I know you want him out, but forcing him out is not the way. So I'm going to let it sit for a week and then I'm going to come back. So I left and I'm driving to my house. Now my own house, 
I don't have spirits coming in and out of my house because I have, I have that I have very strict boundaries on my property. And, um, I drove up my driveway, this long driveway alongside of my house. And I could see him standing on the outside of the property pacing back and forth. And I was like, Oh God, thank God my boundaries work. Cause there's <laughs> the day just pacing. And I'm like, God, why is he pacing? I'm not in your space. Like I left your space. This is my space. And that's why you can't get in. <laughs> and then I walked in the house. So the, the parameters I sit on the house are, if you are, if you are in that space, like he is kind of this earthbound space, but you're ready to cross over, you want help, then you can come into the house. And he couldn't. So I was like, well, there you go. I'm here to help you. So I'm, I'm in my driveway. My neighbors must think I'm <laughs> in my driveway having this conversation. And I'm like, look, I told you, I'm here to help you. You can come in. And he's just angry and he's just pacing, staring at me. And he wore this like um, formal like jacket, old though, like late 1800s black tie kind of tail yeah. jacket. Well, even I just wanted to interrupt it before you even said anything. I just had to like veer off to the side because as soon as you said there was a gentleman with that type of like pacing back and forth, I thought, what are the odds this man's gonna come from like a Victorian era, like Jane Austen era type of vibe? <laughs> and then that just got affirmed as soon as you said that. Anyways, go on. I that took me right out of my like thought, my train of process right there. Go ahead. Great. Sorry. Nice them. work. <laughs> nice job. Wazi is very attuned. Yeah. Well, he was. He. I would say that was that. That's a very uh, keen impression. He was from the Victorian era. You're gonna have to watch the video because you'll be able to see him. Okay. Um, and he. Um, I came into the house and I was like, man, that was wacky. And I was getting ready for bed and I was brushing my teeth and I came out of the bathroom and clear as like, I walk out of my bathroom and my door, my bedroom is immediately to the left. My bedroom, bedroom, doors immediately to the left to my bedroom from the bathroom. And she's standing in my hallway and she's about five foot one, maybe wearing a white dress and she is pissed. And I'm like, well, you're in the house. And I just still, I just stared at her and because she surprised me standing there and i said nah i'm not ready yet i'm not going to help you right now you can't be in here and then she was gone and then i went to bed and the next day i was like oh my gosh so now i have the girl and i have this guy and i'm starting to when i was in the building i was getting impressions of what happened so like you think like flashes of images of what had happened, that there was a marriage, something happened, I got fire really distinctly, and then death. Kind of like, okay, we need to unwind this a little bit, and I need to sit with it, and I'm gonna let the building sit a little bit, and then come back. And she, it was like, I was her escape route. She was not letting me go. She was with me, I got, so my, bed, my bedroom has additional boundaries, and I don't let anything, anything come into my bedroom. So she, that's the only reason she was in the hallway. She can't come in the bedroom. And so I, you know, I get up in the morning, come out of the bedroom. There she is. She follows me. She gets in my car and she is, I'm driving to work the next day and she's screaming at me. Like, I want to cross, cross me now, cross me now, cross me now, cross me now. 
And I'm like, if I cross you, he's going to flip out. And then if he flips out, then he's going to cause damage because I know he can move things. I know he can use his energy. He's going to, he's going to create issues. And she's just, I want to cross now. And so I'll never forget it. I am driving down the road. I'm like, fine, we'll do it right now. And, um, I, I called in assistance. I asked for her to cross. I said, you're ready to go. Are you ready to go? And then as soon as I said, are you ready to go? Boom, gone. And the rest of the week, I checked in with my client. I'm like, how's the store? They're like, it's fine. Why? I'm like, no reason. I'll see you on Sunday. And then that next Sunday came and I came in the store and I explained what had happened, that he came to the property and he was very angry. And then she came in the house and then eventually I had to cross her. And they just all looked at each other and they got really quiet. The store owners did. And they said, we think you should probably see the video now. I'm like, video? What are you talking about, video? And they pulled up this YouTube video and you can see him walking out of a dressing room and you can see her standing behind him following. And just, they're just walking through the, walking through the store. And so he, from the last time I checked, is still there. He hasn't, but he's also not disturbed anything. Um, there are ways you can force spirits out and I didn't force him. I don't, you know, I see them still as they were once humans and he's got shit to work out. And he's just not ready to cross yet. He knows where to find me. So when they, when they cross, they're still able to communicate back, right? Because the people mm -hmm. that, okay, got it. Yeah. So just a matter of sort of letting those those things go and then when they're ready to let them go then they cross over but can still kind of check in if that yeah. makes sense yeah so his deal was he um he had he had married this young woman and then he raped her and during that rape he had murdered her strangling tried to cover the body um, started fire to the building that they were in and then they both died. His concern is that he is that I'm lying to him when I tell him he's not going to hell. Mm. He thinks he's going to hell and it doesn't matter what I say. He still believes that. And mm -hmm. so until he can let that go, um, he won't cross. He just doesn't. Energy works, in the, energy works in a way where, it, you mentioned this earlier, where if there's a profound um, happenstance where there's enough energy for whatever happened to keep repeating, um, like that example of, you know, a spirit going up and down the stairs, but not really interacting with you. And that's just like that repetitive thing. Um, the same way thoughts can manifest into you as you have a profound experience such as death and also in a way where if it is an emotionally charged event in terms of your death on top of that, um, whatever belief that you carry in with you in that last moment also stays as an energy pocket or a bubble. And, and it's also in that ideal, ideal sense that that consciousness will stay with you until you're able to transmute that energy into something else, whether that's you being able to accept it, whether that's you being able to, you know, communicate with someone on the living plane, on the physical realm, where they can help you cross over by doing something here to, to alleviate that. But sometimes 
because of the current consciousness that you pass away in or that that feeling is so profound and significant in you that that's all you're living in sometimes that's all your life becomes and that's what your reality becomes and that's why when you have uh you'll hear a lot of people talk about like near-death experiences and, and they'll say you know some people will have these experiences where they're like oh my god it almost felt like my personal hell where you know they were going through whatever dark demonic things that they were going through and they were like oh my god like i feel like i was in hell i feel like i just was living my nightmare over and over again and that in itself is also an example of how your thoughts can manifest into even a consciousness or a depth of a, a frequency that should your spirit be attuned to it that's all you're gonna ever live and that's kind of what the concept of hell and you know wavelengths and frequencies and all these things just combined together in one mm-hmm. well you may have a well, future you're... client because my mom just texted me that she would love to talk to you about my grandpa Awesome. Awesome. I would love to talk to her. And that's Sarah Rose from the chat. She said um, she has been recently thinking about a tattoo in honor of her uncle. And um, I don't know if she's on anymore, but she was just saying she had one other reading of mediumship for her twins' dad, and it was closure for her. And that's just something she never got with her uncle. Uh, that's awesome. So you broke up a little bit. So did she get the tattoo or she's, she was, she's thinking, thinking about, about it. it. It looks like, oh, okay. looks like she's thinking about it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's, it's really, really interesting. I, I was curious about because, and this might just be, um, absolute assumption on my part, but what with dealing with grief, you know, over, over your father and then being around people who are yes happy but still that's a very palatable sort of grief um has your experience with being a healer helped you sort of navigate between sort of feelings i'm imagining it's got to be rough to be around grief even though they're getting something good coming out of it um and how I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious as to how the healing fits in there as well. Sure. So I would say I, I, well, first of all, I see my dad all the time. So if I, so it's not, you know, I miss him. I wish I could hug him and, you know, I wish I didn't just have to see him in spirit. Um, Grief has been, the greatest gift for me as a healer, as a shamanic practitioner and as a psychic medium. And, um, because it helps me to connect to my clients. It helps me to understand their pain. And there has to be the one thing I've, I've learned about this work is that like energy attracts like energy. And so when there's something that I need to learn or see, or something they need to learn and see, it, it's like my personal experience and their personal experience do this. And then there's just this really beautiful synchronicity. So I think it's, it's helped me be able to see pain and relate to it and help others process their own. Does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was thinking more along um, the terms of you, but that, that actually kind of answers my question 
anyway, because I would just imagine and yeah. Well, and I would think, I would think part of that question and, and the way that, I mean, I know you Jill and how you've taught us is like having other people to hold space for you and how to like protect yourself kind of emotionally from taking on things from other people. It's a different, as you've grown in your practice and, and who you are, I mean, you're one of the strong, you hold space for me all the time and it's like the most powerful thing ever, but like I learning would, how, to, how to do that. Some level, I would presume that you would have some level of detachment or you practice some level of detachment when you are connecting with your clients. Yeah. Or in terms of, yeah. I would say, taking in that emotion that they are exuding to. Yeah, to they're not, there. I'm not connect. Like I, I can feel them, but my intention yeah. sitting down with them is to, is to act as an interpreter. So they want to speak oh. to someone. They don't want to speak yeah. to me. They want to speak to their loved one. And so the, 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 I find that I'm the best facilitator when I, I'm not connected to them. But I just want to be able to translate the message. So more you know, so than conduit. I yeah. Would, would you yeah. say more being so conduit than, yeah. than that? For sure. Yeah. For sure. I think in the beginning, anyone that starts doing this work, they really need, um, they really need the validation and they need yeah. to know that the messages they're getting are from, you know, are from spirit. And it is important because you, they need to learn how to trust what they're receiving and be able to fine tune that dial and dial it in like, okay, this is where I feel this. I, I definitely know that's a message from spirit. Once that's, once you're sort of, you know, on a clip and you're going and you're, you've been doing this, you, um, you know, you sit down with the client. I don't remember the messages. I get about three days and that's tops. I don't remember the messages. I have a hard time remembering my client's faces unless I see them multiple times or I see them in some other capacity, like in my meditation studio and I'll, they're meditating with me. I'm not I, in that space. I'm highly connected to my students and invested and engaged with them and holding space for them. A client that comes in where I do healing work, I'm, I'm not attached to the outcome of their healing or their own energy. I do keep myself separate from that. Oh, um, yeah. are you able to do like readings over like media, like over the phone or do, does it have to be an in-person? No, I do readings like this all the time with people all over the world. Cause I, cause I'm noticing, I just glanced at the chat and we have a There's lot some... of people who are jonesing for some readings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I used to, it's, how I, it's one of the ways I used to practice a lot in the beginning is I would, um, I, I started out on Periscope and, mm -hmm. um, spirit, spirit told me like, you have to teach people how to meditate on Periscope, which was so random. Like, I don't want to like, no, you have to. So that really launched me into, you know, a whole different arena, but I would go on on Sunday nights and I would just do readings for like an hour to an hour and a half. And of course you can't see anybody. It's just me staring into a camera and then just watching the chat. And then I would zero in on someone 
and then just read them. It was awesome. I've been thinking about doing it again because it's been a long time and I've always enjoyed doing it. And then people get one little, like they get little snips, kind of like the tattoo or, you know, things yeah. like that. Well, that's, and I have a Megan that's been writing some messages. She's wondering about her stepdad. Like, is he okay? Does he visit? Did it hurt? That's yeah. how much I know. <laughs> okay. What was her name again? Megan Mathis. Okay. Can I just ask, do you have someone in the chat by the name of Stephanie? Or does someone have a Stephanie that's passed away? Or a Steph or a Steven? It's definitely the S-T-E-P-H, Steph. Oh, I make my heart race. Let's see if anybody's Nobody's answering yet. Okay, and also um, this could be related to a drug overdose or someone that was using, that's what, um, it's kind of attached to that. Since you asked. <laughs> now I'm waiting for them to answer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, and we will definitely share Jill's um, mm -hmm. contact info and her website and everything. So people can always feel free to find her after the fact also. Yeah, we, we will share all of that information. So you uh... definitely have someone that's here or they're going to be listening that has someone Got it. Okay. We're just going to go with it. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to have a male. I have a man. I have a male who's passed away from a drug overdose and he, and this drug overdose is with needles. So it looks like heroin or something, some sort of injectable. And, um, I don't know if they were left-handed or if something, cause the, 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 there's like a, um, a band on the right, right arm. Um, and not the left. So that might be uh, an indicator. And he wants to talk, he wants to connect with his sister or or female close significant other. I don't feel like it's a wife. I feel like it's a sister or a, a close um, female connection. He's here and my heart is racing. Like adrenaline is just, so I don't know if they tried to like give him a shot or try to save him or something because it's just off the charts. He's standing right next to me. Wow. Oh, right wow. <laughs> just in time for them all to go silent in the chat. I'm just I know, they were all they're all jonesing for a for a reading with all like, the, I don't the questions until now. He's there now. It's OK. It's OK because there. Well, and it could be somebody listens to the podcast, True. you know, in a week, and that's yeah. a message for them. Yeah, spirits, spirits, way smarter than us. <laughs> way smarter. Katrina Helm is it a father figure? It could be male. Yeah. It's a strong male, so could be coming to talk. To, and he's, and is it a female in the chat? There's uh, Katrina. She says, "Is it a father figure?" Could be. Also, if the if the St. Stephen, Steph, something like that, if that has any connection, I it just keeps because I keep hearing it over and over and over again. This goes back to, do you hear words <laughs> when they really, 
want me to. And then when they're really eager, they'll spell them out for me. So in this case, they're like S-T-E-P-H. S-T-E-P-H, like over and over. And that Meg and I originally asked for about her stepdad. She says, my stepdad died about two years ago and left us all kind of broken apart and we just needed something. Sorry if it's weird. It's not weird, Megan, um, but sorry, I don't know his stuff. Not weird at all. I want to no, ask- No, not weird. Did he yeah. have a heart condition or something with his heart or chest, like a heart attack or something in the chest? It could also be like lung cancer. There's definitely something in here. This is Megan. What's her name, Megan? Megan is asking about her stepdad. She said yes, like to the heart stuff. Hmm. My dad did. And she then said, also Katrina said my dad did. Okay, so yes it. to the heart stuff for Megan? And Katrina, but Megan said he had heart issues recently before passing. Okay. Okay. This might also like, just, it's like the, it's being yeah. fast. What is this? And so I guess her big question is like, is he okay? Is he visiting? Did it hurt? Like those were, um, those might be big questions, but. No, they're not big. They're just, you know, the rooms, the room is filling up. <laughs> um, he says no. And then. There's some other question. You must have a question that's has a complicated answer. That's not just a yes or no, because the response I got is that's a complicated answer. So you may not have verbalized it or wrote it in the chat, but it's it like you're must want to know or understand. And there's something the the feeling I get with that is it's relationship. It's about relationship. So I'm not sure if if your mom so i just want to say while you're doing that i don't mean to interrupt at all um i got a calling to just go ahead and get my cards out hey when we were talking about the uh heroin or the the usage are really corroborating with what she's saying because the minute she said someone using and her heart was racing i pulled the knight of swords reversed and usually the knight of swords upright is someone that is very um that goes right into battle is very someone that's like a efficient but someone that goes into it um when it comes out reverse, it's someone that is, uh, it could have many meanings Do we lose Wazi? I don't know, her but connection got really loud. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know if it was me or her. Um, you know, um, just being so fully into something or just having a goal. Easily be wrecked. Can we hear me? No, can we? Yeah. Can we? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, you, you came back. Since she's breaking up so much. Can I? Um, so Megan. Um, also, we're after ten thirty here, so we're yeah, probably we might unfortunately have to start to, to wrap, up. wrap up. But Megan did say you're totally right. Well, first she said um, that's crazy. Oh my God, uh, you're totally right. I wanted to know about my mom if she was gonna be okay without him. Guess it's not the answer I wanted, but it's so much more than I had. Um, so I would, so that's awesome. And I think that would be a really good cue to just say, you know, follow the links and she can connect with you even after the show, you know, how, oh, how sure. people do connect with you. Cause it looks like you are, you know, tapping into the right place and the right person for her. And you could be really, you know, meaningful for her. Well, so, and, and just even asking the questions that we did about the fact that yeah. if somebody is in a place to reach out, to talk to somebody that they've lost that those people are right there and always willing mm -hmm. to come and talk to you like he's standing yeah. he's standing right here he's standing right in front of me so as soon as she asks the question wait, she's putting it right at my neck as soon oh. as she asks the question he just steps right in and then right here i still have the gentleman who passed from a drug overdose so this must be megan's dad right here megan says i love you guys so, oh, thank you. Oh, thanks, Megan. I'm so glad I brought Jill to so many more people. <laughs> yeah, Jill, I think you're going to be busy after this episode. Yeah. We, we've got a yeah, chat no full kidding. of people no. who, who want some, some uh, mediumship from you. Well, and I highly recommend all of her stuff, her meditations. Are you still actively doing the meditations through podcast, too? I just I haven't one on Sunday. They're amazing. There are days where I will just sit and go through those. I've had some... I, I I mean, even when I started doing meditations, there's things that Jill talks about in that because I was like, well, anytime I meditate, I think about this or I do this or how do I know if I'm doing the right thing? And like the, the guided meditation, she has a very soothing voice also. It's very nice to listen to. But, you know, like as I've gone through though, there's been times where I literally have to like, and when I get done, I'm like, holy fuck, like what just happened? And having a meditation journal and writing those things out afterwards so that, you know, your brain can go back and reread through those and, and think about it and, and finding other like-minded people. It was, it, it's been nothing but a blessing so, finding you from Snapchat all those years ago. I love you so much. <laughs> so Jill, what are, what are the names of your different podcasts? So my meditation podcast is called Breaking Beyond Guided Meditation. And you can find it anywhere. It's all it's all over. Um, I also have really old meditations. I have so I have about 300 meditations on my podcast, and then I have um, I think I have 200 published meditations on YouTube, um, and then I have a podcast called um, Just Jill Through the Eyes of a Mystic, where I tell stories about different aspects of. Um, of this the world of spirit and some of my fun adventures along the way very cool yes that's amazing well we will make sure to share all of those and um get the get the people connected to you and hopefully everybody who tuned in thank you guys so much sorry we couldn't get to every question but you know follow <laughs> follow jill on all her things and if she happens to decide to do a sunday night live or something on periscope you'll really maybe be able to I, find her i should go i should start doing them on instagram because periscope's no more periscope is it gone yeah periscope died i'd have to do twitter live 
if I went that route, but you know, it's, it's are you not, are you not, are you not able to go TikTok live yet? I'll loan you mine. No, <laughs> not. And I, I, you know, I just, I've had so much like just do a reading, just do, and I'm like, oh, I have so much right now. Oh, it's true. You, you got to make sure you've got time for all the things. But I am so happy for you on all the stuff, the new studio. I can't wait to borrow a car and drive up to Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, I just need to come down and see you. I just need to come down to Chicago and. That's also visit. totally acceptable. Anytime. I know. You can stay with me. I have. I have two terrible cats now, but other than that, you're more welcome. I might, I might have to co coincidentally also just arrive from Iowa and be like, Leo, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> well, let's schedule this so we're all yeah. arriving at the yeah, same if you, time, if, you guys. If you, if you come into town, yeah. we will definitely hang out with the girls yes. for sure. Yeah. The, boys are not in, the boys are not invited. Okay, I'm planning it. I'll send you some dates. Yes! Stupid prank. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well... I think that's probably a wrap for that. And I is there anything so. else we need to do, Mick? I don't think so. Thank you everyone for joining no. us. And um, thank you for standing by with, if there are technical issues, it's all on me. I don't know if there <laughs> were. <laughs> I think you did great. I'll find out later. Hey, people were active in the chat and able to hear us. So I think it worked. All right, yeah. I win. That That's a good one. All right, Nailed well, it. thank you guys for joining us. And we will see you all next week with MR Gorga. So have a good night, everyone.